This is the Classic Baseball Broadcast Network, where we believe there is nothing like hearing about history from those who lived it. Listen to our full catalog of broadcasts at ClassicBaseballBroadcast.com. Hello, fans, and welcome to This Day in Baseball, where we're going to bring you a full radio broadcast of today's game. And before we do that, I just want to thank Classic Baseball Radio, and there's a link in the notes where you can uh, check out their full channel. They have many, many great radio broadcasts. And while you're listening to today's game, if you want to check out much more about the game and the players, look on the links below, and you're going to see uh, links to player pages, the date the game happened, the year it happened, and the play-by-play. Enjoy the game. And check out the links while you're watching the game. And please don't forget to hit the subscribe button so that every time new content comes out, you're going to get that uh, firsthand. And thank you again for checking out this day in baseball and enjoy the game. Hello there, sports fans. The Columbia Broadcasting System greets you from Yankee Stadium in New York City for the fourth game of the World Series. This is Mel Allen speaking to you from the CBS booth in the upper tier of the grandstand, directly behind home plate. To the right and left, behind and below, and straight ahead in the direction of the bleachers, some 50,000 fans have gathered to be in on what may be a record-breaking day, and they're still pouring in. For manager Joe McCarthy's New York Yankees are on the verge of adding a new page to the already bulging baseball record book. Never in the history of baseball has a team won a world championship three successive times. But with a 3-0 game lead in the current series, it's almost a certainty that New York will blaze a new trail. And if the Yankees win this afternoon, they will be duplicating history they set up in 1932. On that memorable occasion, not only did the Yankees sweep the series with the Cubs, but they also concluded a record string of 12 straight October Classic triumphs begun in Pittsburgh against the Pirates in 1927 and carried through against the St. Louis Cardinals in 1928. Two other managers have had the chance which is offered to Joe McCarthy of the Yankees today, and on both occasions, great teams failed to achieve the third straight world's title. The Yankees of 1923, managed by Huggins, stopped John McGraw's Giants after the polo grounders had won in the two previous years. Connie Mack ran afoul Pepper Martin and the St. Louis Cardinals and lost out in 1931 after beating Chicago in 1929 and St. Louis in 1930. The bleachers, as usual, were rapidly filled up at an early hour this morning, and their long wait for game time was brightened by the appearance of Al Shack, the clown prince of baseball. Al led the 7th Regiment band, which you hear playing in the background right now, around the field in parade and put on his famous baseball act, in which, playing the role of a pitcher, he goes through the antics of loading the bases and then allowing the next imaginary hitter to clown home run. His encore was a tennis match. Annette was set up in center field, and he battled his imaginary opponent for five minutes before succumbing to the ordeal. Al, you know, used to be a big league baseball player himself, having played for the Washington Senators as a pitcher in 1919, 20, and 21. And in 1924, he became a senator coach. At 12.30 this noon, the Yankees came on the field for batting practice, which was the signal for Shaq to depart. But the fans were still entertained by the great number of pitches the Yankees into the stands. The sun, which was shining brightly all morning, decided to have some fun itself and started playing hide-and-seek with a fresh batch of clouds. Only a mild breeze is blowing now. The sun is still out and the weather is comfortable. As the teams were going through their warm-up paces, 
We were thinking that in World Series competition, where the eyes of the baseball world are centered on the performances of each player, where so much is at stake, the composure of the competitors receives a severe test. And under those conditions, one would expect newcomers to the Fall Classic to fall heir to a case of jitters. But this series has definitely put a damper on such expectations, for two of the heroes thus far are getting their first taste of interleague warfare. Joe Gordon of the Yankees and Joe Marty of the Cubs. The spry 23-year-old Yankee second sacker has been a key man in his team's three victories from both the hitting and fielding standpoints. Yesterday, he suffered his first error in 18 chances and has come through with several remarkable plays. And the teamwork with Frank Crusetti and Red Roth on double plays leaves nothing to be desired. But overshadowing his brilliance of field is his record at the plate. Twelve times he's gone to bat, and on five of those occasions he hit safely, including a double and a home run for a series average of 417. Hits that turned the tide of victory for the Yankees. It was his home run in the fifth inning yesterday's game, you remember, that broke Clay Bryant's spell over the McCarthyman. It was the first hit the Yankees had gotten in four and two-thirds innings. In all, he's driven in six of the 14 runs scored by New York in the three games, four more than any of his teammates. Baseball observers agree that he's the lad who will soon replace Charlie Gehringer as the king of all second basemen. One of the highlights that sheds a ray of sunshine in the midst of the Cubs' gloom is the batting of the 25-year-old Joe Marty, who hails from Sacramento, California. The vaunted Yankee pitchers just can't seem to get him out. On the bench most of the season, and also in the first game of the series, he replaced Phil Cavaretta in the outfield at the start of the second contest, and immediately he won his spurs with manager Gabby Hartnett by pounding out three hits and four trips to the plate, driving in all three runs which the Cubs scored off Lefty Gomez. Yesterday, he again got three four, knocking in both Chicago runs, one of them a lusty home run smash into the left field stands. And so over the last two games, he's knocked in all five of the tallies scored by Chicago. And when you remember that the Cubs have scored but six runs altogether since the series opened, his performance takes on added significance. His batting average to date is a sensational 750, which makes him the leading hitter of both teams. But for his absence in the first game, he may have surpassed the all-time series mark now held by Babe Ruth at 6:25. Gabby Hartnett's been looking around. Gabby Hartnett's been looking around. Gabby Hartnett. Speaking of players whose unhappy lot it is to be players whose unhappy lot it is at the right time. The goat of this series is Carl failed to produce at the right time. His car and his unfortunate circumstances, which always confront a ball. And again, from first and third with one away. And again, he went down swinging at the third strike. He went down swinging at the third strike. He went down swinging at the third strike. He's been in there trying his level best. He's been in there trying his level best. He's been in there trying his level former. But because almost everyone's bad, and because he failed to hunt partner to announce new changes, Emery was at bat. Ken O'Day will do the catching in case of manager Hartnett. There's still another classification in which ball players fall. A hero in defeat typified in this series by Dizzy Dean. In the lengthening shadows of Wrigley Field Thursday afternoon, old Diz walked off the mound with head high and disappeared into the Cub dugout. A few minutes later, his name was placed in the record book as the losing pitcher of the second game of the 1938 World Series. But to both Cubs and Yankees and to thousands of fans, he was the winner of respect. Sports writers were unanimous in their opinion that if Diz had won, they would have had the opportunity of writing one of the greatest sports stories of the age. Dean was stopping the Yankees because he was putting the ball where they couldn't hit it. He was watching the position of their feet as they took their stance at the plate and pitched in such a way as to make them lunge for the ball, meaning that they couldn't put any body power into their connections. In other words, Diz concentrated on disrupting the batter's timing. 
gone was the sizzling pitch that broke the backs of the Detroit Tigers in the 1934 World Series when Diz was a member of the St. Louis Cardinals. But he pitched his heart out and gained the solid admiration of everyone. He's really given the series its best glamour thus far in turning in a brilliant performance of courage and cunning. The Yankees were more exuberant over yesterday's triumph than either of the first two because they believe that now they have definitely got the Cubs whipped down, a belief that doesn't harmonize with the shout-outs of We're Not Licked Yet, which rang out in the Cubs' dressing room after the game. Nevertheless, the Yankees are confident that they will make it four straight today, and Joe McCarthy has selected Red Ruff to pitch them to their third successive world championship. The hefty redhead has had three days of rest and should be in his usual rare form. For all through the season, he was at his best when he pitched after a three-day period of inactivity. The games in which Ruffing wasn't up to his normal standard were those he worked after extensive layoffs brought about by rainy spells. But the ace right-hander didn't have many off days, as shown by his record of 21 victories and seven defeats for the season. It was the biggest year of his career, and so far he's topped it off with neat series work. The Cubs made nine hits off of him in the first game in Chicago, but Red scattered them nicely. He expects to do even better this afternoon in view of the fact that he's found out a lot about their hitting weaknesses, which he didn't know opening day. For the Cubs, it will be Big Bill Lee, who was Ruffing's pitching opponent in the first game. Lee went eight innings against New York that day before he was removed for a pinch hitter, allowing 11 hits and three runs, striking out six men and issuing but one base on balls. Winner of 22 games for Chicago during the season, Bill put in a lot of overtime and came to be regarded as an Iron Man. So the luxury of a three-day rest should have him fit as a fiddle and ready for come what may this afternoon. His whistling fastball and sweeping curve carried him to nine shutouts, four of them in a row, and seldom has he suffered two defeats in a row, which makes the Cubs' chances of winning at least one game just a little brighter this afternoon. And now for the lineups for today's game. First, we'll take the Chicago Cubs. And if you've got your lineups... There, at home ready, here we go. Leading off for Chicago is Stan Hack. Hack is batting 500 in the series thus far, playing third base. Then comes Billy Herman, playing second base, hitting 182 in the series. Phil Cabaretta, right field, batting 444 for the series. Frank Demery, playing left field, hitting 143. Catching for the Cubs, O'Day. Ken O'Day. He hasn't been in any games, and of course his batting average is zero. Following O'Day is Rip Collins. First base, hitting 182. Then comes Joe Gert Jurgis. Shortstop, hitting 111. And following him is the Cubs pitcher, Big Bill Lee, who failed to get a hit in the first game of the World Series, which he pitched. And of course, his batting average is zero. Now for the New York Yankees. Frank Presetti, shortstop, batting 182 for the series. Red Rolf, R-O-L-F-E, Rolf, third base, hitting 154 for the series. In third spot is Tommy Henrich. I believe, however, that there's going to be a change in this lineup, and Hogue will uh, play right field instead of Tommy Henrich. We'll check on that officially in just a moment. DiMaggio is, of course, batting in the cleanup spot. Joe DiMaggio playing center field, hitting 273 for the series. Then comes Lou Gehrig, G-E-H-R-I-G. Lou Gehrig playing first base, hitting 300 for the series. Following Gehrig is Bill Dickey, the Yankee catcher, hitting 455. Following Dickey, George Selkirk, 
normally comes in there, but I think the lineup which we're checking on for you will have Hogue playing in the place of George Selkirk with Tommy Henrich taking his normal position at third spot in the batting lineup. Gordon batting eight, playing second base and hitting 417. There's the national anthem. Getting back to our lineups now, following Gordon, who's batting eight for the Yankees, comes Red Ruffing, the pitcher. And there go the New York Yankees starting out to their positions on the diamond, and the ball game is about to begin. Very briefly, we'll check back with you on the Yankees lineup. In third spot, place Tommy Henrich. And in seventh spot, place Merrill Hogue in place of George Selkirk. There's an announcement coming over the loudspeaker. We'll wait just a moment and see what the announcer has to say. He's simply announcing the batteries. Incidentally, the umpires are Hubbard of the American League at the plate, Moran of the National League at first base, Lou Coles of the American League at second base, and Ziggy Sears of the National League at third base. Uncle Charlie Moran, the oldest veteran of the National League umpiring staff, is on tap duty this afternoon despite the injury he sustained yesterday when Joe Gordon's throw to Gehrig on an attempted double play in the first of the fifth inning crashed into his face. He continued in the game, and afterwards it was discovered that he suffered lacerations on the left side of his face, a deep gash on his lower lip, and another gash on the inside of his upper lip, necessitating a few stitches. Fire Moran waved away would-be sympathizers with the retort that he had suffered worse injuries than that in his football days. Your play-by-play commentators this afternoon will be Franz Locks of Station KMOX in St. Louis and Bill Dyer of Station WCAU in Philadelphia. We're ready to go now, and here's your play-by-play commentator for the first three innings, Franz Locks. Thank you, Jamal. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We're all set to go here in the fourth game of this series, and Stan Hack will be the first man up for the Cubs to be followed by... Billy Herman, and then Phil Cabaretta. Charlie Ruffing making his second start of the series. He won the opening game over at Wrigley Field in Chicago. They're glancing around at the outfield. And now we're just about ready to go. Ruffing comes in on the mound. He got his signal from Bill Dickey. Just starts his wind-up, and here's the initial pitch of the game. Strike one call. Fast one on the inside corner, and it's one strike on Stan Hack. One strike of the count. Ruffing's in there again. Goes into his windup. 
Here's the next pitch and a hot one back through the box going out to center field. And Hack is on first base with a single. Dan Hack gets a single back through the box and that brings up Billy Herman, the Chicago second baseman. Herman bats right-handed with Phil Cavaretta on deck. Manager Gabby Hartnett has shifted his lineup quite a bit this afternoon. He's batted himself. Kennel Day is back on the outfield, and Al Reynolds is on the bench. Al Reynolds is on the bench. Roughing space. Nobody down. Up goes the arm. He's all set. Here's the pitch inside ball. Roughing steps in there again to get his signal for the next pitch. Here's the next one inside ball two. That was the seventh hit for Stanley Hack in this series. Which makes him batting a little bit over 500 so far. Billy Herman is hitting exactly 182 so far in the series. He's had two hits. Here's the next pitch. Strike. He swung at it. Two balls and one strike. Ruffing's in on the mound again. Glances over at first base. Here's the next pitch. And it's a ground ball. Going down to Gordon. Gordon tosses the ball down to Crossetti at second base, forcing Stan Hack for the initial out. One away. We have Billy Herman on first base. That brings up Phil Cavaretta, the Chicago right fielder. Cavaretta's had four hits out of nine trips to the plate for an average of 444. Bats left-handed. Joe Marty on deck. We're in the first half of the first inning with one man down, Billy Herman on first base. Ruffing comes in on the mound. He got his signal from Dickey. Up goes the arm. Glances over at first base. Here's the pitch. Wide. Ball one. One ball is the count. Cavaretta batting. First half of the first inning. One man on. Ruffing's in on the mound again. All set for the next pitch. There's a throw to first base, but Billy Herman was back to the bag. Steps it on the mound again. Getting set. Here's the next pitch. Wide ball. Two. Two balls and no strikes. Two balls. No strikes. Phil Cavaretta batting. Still have Billy Herman on first base. One man down. Stan Hack was the first man up. Had a single and he was forced at second. Here's the next pitch. Foul tip. And the count is now two balls and one strike on Cavaretta. That calls for a new ball. Bill Dickey tosses it into Ruffing. Ruffing's rubbing the ball up a little bit before taking his stance on the rubber. Johnson is coaching on the first baseline for the Cubs with Corridan coaching at third. Ruffing's in there to get his signal again. Steps in on the mound, goes into his stretch, glances over at first base. Here's the pitch, and it's a foul ball coming back to the plate up into the upper tier. And it's two and two. Two balls on two strikes on Cabaretta with Joe Marty on deck. New ball into roughing again and walks back to the rosin bag, strolls in on the mound, falls in the dirt a little bit, getting it fixed to his own liking there. Glances at the outfield and rubs the ball a little, steps it on the mound, got his signal from Dickey. Up goes the arm, he's all set, and here's the pitch, and a hot one back to the box, and roughing grabs it, throws down across Eddie, cross Eddie, over to Gehrig, but it was too late to get Cabaretta. Billy Herman was forced out at second, roughing to Crossetti. A hard smash right back to the box, which Ruffing grabbed. That brings up Joe Marty, the Cubs center fielder, getting a big hand as he comes up to the plate. Marty has been at bat eight times. He has six hits for an average of 750. He's setting the pace 
for all of the hitters in the series so far. That's right-handed with Demery on deck. Cavaretto on first base, two away. Here's the pitch. Strike one, call a fast one on the outside corner. One strike on Joe Marty. With two down, Bill Cavaretto on first base. Ruffing steps in on the mound, and here's the next pitch. There goes the fly balls going foul down the right field line. Two or three are after it, and it's into the boxes, making it read. Was into the boxes, and the count is now two strikes on Joe Marty. First pitch was a call strike. Third ball, which cut the outside corner, and then he fouled this one into the stands down the right field line. Gordon and Henrich were both going after the ball. A new one tossed into Charlie Ruffing. We're in the first half of the first inning. Two strikes. Ruffing steps in there to get his signal. Glances over at first base. Then he kicks into the dirt a little bit. Up goes the arm. All set for the pitch. Here comes. Strike three. Marty went down swinging for the third out. Retiring the side. The results are in the first half of the first inning show. No runs, one hit, and no errors. Stan Hack, the Cubs' third baseman, has undoubtedly been the outstanding leadoff man, man on either team thus far in this series. And all but one game, I think, he's gotten on base the first time that he's been up, and he's given the Yankee pitchers many uncomfortable moments in that respect. He's been to bat 13 times altogether in the World Series thus far, and he's hit safely seven times. Quite a record for any ball player. He was an indispensable cog in the functioning of the Cub machine this season, leading the team in hitting with an average of 321, and is generally considered as the outstanding third baseman in the National League. Bill Lee has taken his place out there on the mound, warming up with catcher Ken O'Day, who is replacing manager Gabby Hartnett behind the plate this afternoon. Manager Hartnett benched himself because he was unable to do much in the way of hitting. We're ready to go now in the last half of the first inning, with the Cubs having failed to score in their turn at the bat. Frank Crossetti is a first man up for the Yanks. Crossetti has been at bat 11 times, has two hits, and has scored one run so far. He'll be followed by Rolfe and Hatch. Bill leaves it on the mound. He goes into his windup. Here's the initial pitch. Foul ball going into the stands to the right of the plate. One strike on Frank Crossetti. One strike. New ball tossed into Lee. This is the last half of the first inning. Lee's in on the mound again. Here's the pitch, and it's strike two call. That one cut the inside corner. Two strikes on Crossetti. Ball got away from O'Day. He dropped it. Had to trot out in front of the plate to recover that one. Two strikes is the count. Lee's in on the mound. Getting a signal now from O'Day. Holmes coaching on the first baseline. Fletcher at third for the Yanks. Lee starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch, and it's inside. Ball one. Two strikes and one ball. Cross Eddie batting. Two strikes, one ball is the count. It's the last half of the first inning. Lee's getting a signal. Starts the old wind-up for the next pitch. Here it comes. Ball two, a little bit high. It was over, but it was high, and the count is even up. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes, Red Rolf on deck. Steps in on the mound again, he got his signal. 
Goes into his wind-up for the next pitch with the count two and two. Here it comes, and it's strike three. Rossetti went down swinging. That brings up Rolfe, the Yankee third baseman, a left-handed hitter with Tom Henrich on deck. The reason Selkirk is out of the lineup was due to the fact that he wrecked his side yesterday while batting or the day before, and it was bothering him, so Hogue is out in left field for the Yanks. Here's the first pitch, strike one, call, curveball, cut the inside corner. One strike on Red Rolfe with one down. Henry Chondek, it's the last half of the first inning. Lee gets his signal from old today, goes into his wind-up, and here's the next pitch on a drive. Going out to center field for a hit, and Red Rolf is on first base, a single to center field. That brings up Henrich, the Yankee right fielder. That was Rolf's third hit of the series. Henrich has had three hits out of 12 trips to the plate. That's left-handed, one man down. Leedy steps in on the mound, up goes the arm, getting set for the pitch, here it is. Ball, it was high. One ball is a count on Henrich. Rolf on first base with one man down. Steps in on the mound again to get his signal for the next one. Here it comes, strike one, he swung at that one, one and one. One ball and one strike on Henrich. Falls back out to Lee, rubs it up a little bit, steps it on the mound. This is the fourth game of the series, and it stands three victories for the Yanks so far. Lee's it on the mound, he glances over to first base again. Here's the next pitch, and it's strike two. Henrich took another cut. Two strikes and one ball. Two strikes, one ball is the count. Tommy Henrich batting. Red Rolfe on first base, one man down. Cross Eddie, the first man up, went down swinging. Leaves it on the mound again. Up goes the arm. All set. Glances over first. Here's the pitch. And a foul back against the net. Out remains the same. Two strikes, one ball. That calls for a new one. And Ken O'Day, the Chicago catcher, is rubbing it up a little bit before he tosses it out to Lee. And Lee does likewise after he gets hold of it. Two strikes, one ball. Red Roth on first base. One man down. Lee comes in on the mound. to got his signal again. Standing there now. Glancing into the plate, takes his stretch, glances over at first base. Here's the pitch, and it's ball. It was low, making the count read two and two. Two balls, two strikes, with Rolf on first base and one. Up goes the arm, getting set for the next pitch. Rolf taking a nice lead, and he turns and throws over there. It's second. Rolf started for second, Lee turned and fired the ball over to Collins, but before Collins could get the throw down to Jurgis, Rolf was already down there with a stolen base. Two balls and two strikes. Lee stepped in on the mound, getting set for the pitch. Here it is. And a ground ball going down to Collins. Collins takes it, races over to the bag, making the put out unassisted while Rolfe moves over to third. That brings up Joe DiMaggio, the Yankee center fielder. Bats right-handed. DiMaggio has had three out of 11 trips at the plate so far for an average of 273. Bats right-handed with Lou Gehrig on deck. Rolfe is on third base, two down. Lee steps it on the mound. He got his signal from O'Day. 
Starts his windup for the first pitch to DiMaggio. Strike one. DiMaggio swung at it. One strike is the count on Joe DiMaggio with two down and Red Rolf on third. Lee starts the old windup again. Here's the next pitch, and it's strike two. DiMaggio took another cut. Two strikes is the count. Two strikes. Rolf on third base, and two down. Lee steps in there, gets the signal from O'Day. Winding up, here's the next pitch. Foul ball to the left of the plate. A new ball is being tossed in. Fletcher fielded that one, coaching down on the third baseline. O'Day rubs it up a little, tosses it out to Bill Lee, who is doing likewise, standing in back of the pitcher's mound. We have Red Rolf on third base with two down. Rolf got a single to center field and stole second. On advance to third, while Hendricks was being retired by Collins. Lee's winding up for the pitch. Here it comes. Ball low. Two strikes, one ball. Joe DiMaggio batting with Rolf on third base. Lou Gehrig on deck. Sit on the mound. He got his signal again from O'Day. Two strikes and one ball. And here's the next pitch. He went down swinging. DiMaggio struck out for the third out, retiring the side. The results there in the last half of the first inning show no runs, one hit, and no error. Before we start into the second inning, let's take time out for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. again at Yankee Stadium where we are waiting the Cubs to come to bat in their half of the second inning with a score, nothing, nothing. Bill Lee's curveball was working very nicely for him that inning. He was making the Yankees lunge at the curves he was shooting across the plate. He's mixing his fastball with it nicely. Joe DiMaggio swung at a couple of balls there. He didn't get his bat anywhere near it as they broke away from him. There goes Dickey's throw down to second. We're ready to go in the first half of the second inning with a score. Cubs nothing, Yanks nothing. Frank Demery is the first man up for the Cubs here in the first half of the second inning. Playing right field. He'll be followed by Ken O'Day, the Chicago catcher, and then Rick Collins. Demery bats right-handed. Frank Demery batting. He's had one hit out of seven trips to the plate so far. Here's the first pitch. Call strike. One strike is the count. One strike on Demery. Ruffing steps in on the mound. He got his signal again from Bill Lucky. Goes into his windup for the next pitch to Demery. Here it comes. And there goes a fly ball. It's going down the first baseline. Going foul. Gary coming over. He's under it. And he takes it for the out. Demery fouled out to Gary. One down. That brings up Ken O'Day, the Chicago catcher. That's left-handed. O'Day has been in as a pinch hitter been in there twice. Hasn't any hit so far. That's left hand. Ruffing starts his wind up. Here's the first pitch to O'Day. A little bit low. Ball one. One man down. Nobody on. The hits are one and one so far. Hack getting one for the Cubs in the first inning. Rolf getting one for the Yanks. Here's the next pitch and a foul ball coming back against the net making the count read one and one. A new ball is tossed in. 
Cal Hubbard of the American League is calling balls and strikes. Charlie Moran of the National working at first. Luke Coles of the American at second. And Ziggy Sears of the National at third in the way of umpires. Here's the next pitch. And it's strike two. O'Day took a cut at it. Two strikes and one ball. Two strikes, one ball. One man down, nobody on. Ruffing's in all down. Goes into his windup again. And here's the next pitch. Wide ball two. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. This is the first half of the second inning. Ruffing steps in on the mound to get his signal. Two strikes, two balls. Here's the pitch, and it's a foul ball. Coming in back of the plate, Dickey coming back after it. He's under it, and he makes the catch right back here in front of the net, directly in back of the plate for the second out. That brings up Rip Collins, the Chicago first baseman, a switch hitter. He'll bat left-handed against Charlie Ruffing. Collins so far in the series has two hits out of 11 trips to the plate. It's an average of 182. Two down, nobody on. Jurgis on deck. Ruffing starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch and a ground ball going down the first baseline. Gary grabs it, tosses to Ruffing, who covers the bag. A nice play on the part of Charlie Ruffing for the third out. Retiring the side. The results there in the first half of the second inning show no runs, no hits, and no errors. Red Ruffing looks like he's going to turn in a great game this afternoon. His pitches seem to be baffling the Cubs thus far, with the exception of Stan Hack, who nicked him for a single in the opening inning. Red had very little trouble with the Cubs in their half of the second inning, setting them up three up and three down. Damry popping up to Gehrig, fouling out to him. O'Day fouling out to Dickey behind the plate, and Collins grounding out. It's very interesting to watch pitchers work when they get the batter in the hole, when they get two strikes on him. The next pitch usually is on the outside corner of the plate, very wide, because the pitcher hopes that the batter will offer at it in as much as the batter is on the spot and is afraid to let anything go by for fear that it might be called a strike. They're up there anxious to cut it the next pitch, and they usually sometimes whip at it and go down swinging for the third strike. Here we go in the last half of the inning. The score, nothing, nothing. Lou Gehrig is the first man up for the Yanks, the Yankee first baseman. Bats left-handed. He's had three hits out of ten trips to the plate so far. The pitch, and a tie ball one. Bill Dickey on deck, and Hogue will be the third hitter of the inning. Leaves it on the mound. Goes into his wind-up for the next one. Here it comes, a fly ball. Going to the left of the plate, down the third baseline. Stan Hack comes in about halfway and takes it for the out. Gary popped out to Stan Hack, who made the catch about halfway between home and the plate. That's one away, and brings up Bill Dickey, the Yankee catcher. And he's got a nice hand as he comes up to the plate. Dickey has had five hits out of 11 trips to the plate for an average of 4.55. He's setting the pace of all the Yankee sluggers. That's left-handed. Merrill Hogue on deck. Leaves it on the mound, winding up. Here's the initial pitch to Dickey. Ground ball down the first baseline. It took a bad hop, but Collins grabbed it. Races into the bag, making the put out unassisted. That's two down. Two away. And Merrill Hogue is up, playing in left field this afternoon due to the fact that Selkirk wrenched his side or shoulder there and was not any too well. So Hogue is out in left field for the Yanks this afternoon. He bats right-handed. There's the pitch, and it's strike one call. Hogue has been in the series once, appearing as a 
pinch hitter for Gomez in the second game over at St. Louis, and he got on that time, but not on a hit. He got on the fielder's choice and eventually scored. Here's the next pitch, foul ball to the left of the plate, making the count read two strikes. Two strikes is the count. With two down, nobody on. That's the last half of the second inning. Score nothing to nothing. Lee comes in on the mound again after getting a new ball that was just tossed into him by umpire Cal Hubbard. Starts his wind-up for the next pitch to hold. Here it is, and a ground ball going down to short. Georges takes it on the hop. There's a throw. It's in the dirt, and the ball got away from Collins. An error for Jurgis on that throw. A low one in the dirt. That's an error for Jurgis. That brings up Gordon, Joe Gordon, the Yankees' second baseman. Two down, hold on first base. Gordon batting with roughing on deck. Lee steps in on the mound to get his signal. Before they pitch, there's a throw to first base, but Hogue is back to the bag. Falls back into Lee, steps in on the mound again. Getting set for the next pitch. Here it comes. Strike one called on Gordon. Fast one on the inside corner. One strike with two away. Hogue on first base. The result of a bad throw by Jurgis after fielding his grounder. He threw the ball in the dirt. Up goes the arms. He's all set for the next pitch. Here it is. Ball a little bit low. One and one. One ball, one strike. Gordon batting. Charlie Ruffing on deck. That's the last half of the second inning. Lee steps in on the mound. Still have Hogue over on first base. Up goes the arm again. Glances over at first, getting set. Hogue looks like he's getting ready to start down. Here's the pitch, and Gordon swung at it. Strike two. We thought Hogue was going to go down on that one, but he doesn't. Just faked like he was going to start out. Two strikes, one ball. Gordon stepped out of the batter's box for the moment. He's back in there. This is the last half of the second inning. Leaves it on the mound. Getting a signal now from Ken O'Day. Two strikes, one ball. Here's the pitch, and he starts down, and it's a drive going out to left field for a hit. And here he comes around to third base. Gordon singles between Hack and Jurgis, putting Hogue on third. Third. Spring brings, and that brings for six for Joe Gordon, 13 for the Yanks. Up to and including yesterday's game, his average in the series was 417. Charlie Ruffing batting. Ruffing has been up three times in the series without any hits. He bats right-handed with Crossetti on deck. Lee Stepson on the mound, getting set for the pitch. Here it is. Strike one, call. One strike on Ruffing. Runners on first and third and two down. Olga's on third base. Gordon on first base. Two away. Lee steps in on the mound again. Gets his signal. Here's the pitch. And there goes a drive. Going out to right field for a hit. Here's a run coming in. And Gordon moves around the third. Roughing single to right. Scoring hold. Putting Gordon on third. And Cross Eddie is up. That puts the Yanks off in the lead here by a score of one to nothing. This is an unearned run due to Jurgis's wild throw there to first base on that ground ball by Hogue. That should have been the third out. Cross Eddie batting, second appearance. Cross Eddie struck out in the first inning. Gordon on third, roughing on first base. 
Crossetti batting, Redroff on deck. Leaves it on the mound, up goes the arm, got him set. Here's the pitch, and it's strike one call. One strike on Frank Crossetti. Charlie Ruffing on first base, Joe Gordon on third. The last half of the second inning. Lee steps it on the mound. Here's the pitch. Ball low, one and one. One ball and one strike. One and one. Steps it on the mound again to get his signal. Brummo Day, one ball and one strike. Here's the next pitch. Foul ball coming back into the stands. The upper tier to the right of the plate. They... It is now two strikes and one ball. Two strikes, one ball. A new one is tossed in to Bill Lee. Still have runners on first and third. And two down. Up goes the arm now. Getting a signal from O'Day. All set for the delivery. Here's the pitch. And there goes the drive going out to right field. And the ball gets away from Demery. He misjudged and let it get away. One run is in. Here comes Ruffing coming in. And it's three bases for Crossetti. Crossetti gets a triple off the left field, scoring Gordon and Ruffing. And Red Roth is up. That was a triple. Or cross that in. Runner on third. That's three runs in for the Yanks here in the last half of the second inning. And Rolf is up. Three unearned runs. Waiting on Red Roth to get out to the plate. There he comes now, strolling out with a couple war clubs. A couple pitchers have started warming up for the Cubs. But Roth had a single on his other trip to the plate in the first inning. Crossetti on third. Red Roth batting. Here's the pitch, and it's high. Ball one. One ball is the count. Lee steps in on the mound. He got his signal again. Goes into his wind-up. Here's the pitch. Ball two. It was high. Henrich on deck. Then two hits, three hits, and an error so far here in the second inning. Two balls and no strikes. And here's the next pitch. A ground ball going down to Billy Herman. He's out at first. Herman to Collins for the third out. Retiring the side. The results are in the last half of the second inning show three runs, three hits, and one error which was charged up to Jurgis. You just can't let up on a ball club like those Yankees. It's remarkable the way they are able to take advantage of breaks which occur in a ball game. Two men were out that inning before they started their activities. Gehrig went out to Hack, Dickey went out to Collins unassisted. And then Hogue Hit this grounder to Jurgis in deep short. Jurgis hurried his throw. It was low, and Collins was unable to field it well, dropping the ball, and Hogue went safe on the error. The error being charged up to Jurgis. And then the Yanks went into action. Gordon, who is one of the shining lights of this series, came up to the plate for his 13th time in the games played and got his sixth hit, keeping the Yankees 
budding rally alive. And then Red Ruffing, who is one of the best hitting pitchers in the major leagues, came through with a sharp single to right, sending Hogue home the first run of the inning for the Yankees. And then Frankie Crosetti came up and clouded that hard triple down the left field foul line, which Demery almost got his hands on but couldn't hold. And now as we go into the first half of the third inning, the Yankees are leading the Cubs three to nothing. Bill Jurgis, first man up for Chicago here in the first half of the third to be followed by Bill Lee and then Stan Hack. Jurgis bats right-handed. Ruffing's in on the mound, getting set, starts his windup. Here's the pitch, and it's a foul ball going into the stands to the right of the plate, up against the roof, bouncing back down on the playing field. Jurgis has had one hit so far in the series. This is his tenth appearance at the plate. New ball tossed in. Ruffing rubs it up a little bit. Strolls in on the mound. One strike as a count. This is the first half of the third. The Yanks leading three to nothing. Ruffing starts his windup. Here's the pitch. Ball low. One one. One ball and one strike. One and one. The first half of the third inning with Bill Jurgis batting. Chicago shortstop. Throws into his windup for the next pitch to Jurgis. Here it comes. Strike call, fast one on the outside corner. Out at first, roughing to Garrett. Couldn't have scored against him there. Bill Ruffing's in on the mound, goes into his strike on Bill Lee. With that, his wind up again. Here's the next Lee's third appearance to play. Yes, Lee. Two strikes. Here's the next wide ball. Two strikes, one ball. With one man down, nobody on. The first half of the third. Ruffing walks over to, comes back in on the mound. He got his, comes back in on the mound. He got his, oh. From Dick, he's up Stan Hack. Ruffing only allowed one hit, so played. Here's the pitch, foul ball down the left field line. He's away, nobody on. Starter goes a drive out to left field. He's on first base with him, and Hack's two down. That brings up Bill second. Cubs have two hits, and both of them go to the credit of Stan Hack. For eight for Hack of the seven. Foul ball up into the stands. The upper tier to the left of our CBS booth. And one of the fans made one of those sensational one-handed stabs. Stabs. Ruffing that one just barely tipped the ball. Third inning, there's two down. Yep. Ruffing is rubbing that the line. Ruffing is rubbing that signal. Signal. Passes over to first base and takes his stretch. The upper tier. The left of the plate. And it's Herman. On Herman. New ball of it. He steps it on the mound, takes his stretch. Putting Hack down on second. Runners on first and second. And Phil Cabaretta is up. Phil Cabaretta batting, a left-handed hitter. Marty on deck. Umpire Moran was looking the ball over, pronounced it okay. He's umpiring at first base, tosses it in to Ruffing. Steps it on the mound, Cabaretta batting. The left-handed hitter. All set up for the pitch, here it is. Strike one, call. One strike. One strike on Cavaretta. Runners on first and second. 
Back down on second, Billy Herman on first base. Here's the next pitch, and it's a pop play. Going out to second base, Gordon is under it, and he takes it for the third out, retiring the side. The results there in the first half of the third inning show no runs, two hits, and no, no error. The Cubs had a scoring chance then with two men out two, and two men on base, but they were unable to do much about it. In contrast to the Yankees, who came through with three runs after two men were out. Among the spectators out here this afternoon, we spotted down in the boxes in the lower tier of the grandstand is Jack Bisley, former world's heavyweight champion. Before the game, Jack visited both the Cub and Yankee dugouts, and while over in the Yankee dugout, he posed with manager Joe McCarthy of the Yankees for photographers. McCarthy was holding Al Shacks, the clown prince of baseball, holding Shacks' big mitt. It's an enormous thing. It's a monstrous thing, as a matter of fact. And Dempsey uncorked that powerful right arm of his and pounded into the mitt while the cameras clicked. And now here we go into the last half of the third inning. The Yankees at bat, and the Yankees leading three to nothing. Tom Henrich is the first man up for the Yanks here in the last half of the third, to be followed by Joe DiMaggio and Lou Gehrig. Bill Lee starts his wind-up. Here's the first pitch. It's a ground ball going down to Collins. Collins races over to the bag, making the put out unassisted. Henrich grounded out to Collins on the first pitch unassisted. That's twice that Henrich has been up there. Both times he's grounded out to Collins. Joe DiMaggio is up, the Yankee center fielder. Bats right-handed. DiMaggio struck out in the first inning. Lou Gehrig on deck. Lee steps in on the mound, goes into his wind-up. There's the pitch, and it's strike one call. Curveball on the outside corner. One strike, one man down. This is the last half of the third. Yanks leading by a score of three to nothing. Lee starts his wind-up, and here's the next pitch. Strike two. He swung at that one. He tried to stop his swing, but he'd gone too far. A low curve. Strikes on Joe DiMaggio. Lee steps in there to get his signal again from O'Day. Goes into his wind-up for the next pitch. And it's a roller going down the third baseline and they're letting it roll and it finally rolled foul it looked like DiMaggio had that one beat out for an infield hit there was no chance to make a play so Stan Hack let the ball roll until it just barely got out of sight and then he pounced on it in a hurry two strikes Joe DiMaggio batting with one man down nobody on so last half of the third inning with the Yankees leading by a score of three to nothing Putting over three runs in the second. DiMaggio steps back into the batter's box, leaves it on the mound, getting a signal from O'Day. In the last half of the third, starts his wind-up. Here it comes, and it's outside and low. Ball one. Two strikes, one ball. Joe DiMaggio batting. Lou Gehrig on deck. In the last half of the third, Lee comes in on the mound. He got his signal. Stands there for a moment, then starts his wind-up for the pitch. Two strikes, one ball. Here it is, and there goes a high fly. Going out to left field. Demery going way back left center, and he makes the catch for the out. Way out in deep left center, just in front of the sign that says 415 feet. That's two down, and that brings up Gary. Lou Gehrig is up. Yankee first baseman. A left-handed hitter. Umpire Hubbard looked the ball over. Pronounced it unfit for further competition and tossed it out. 
The new one is tossed into the lead. Lou Gehrig batting. Gehrig fouled out to Hack on his other appearance at the plate. That was in the second inning. Lee starts his wind up. Here's the pitch. Strike one called. Gehrig watched the first one go by for a call strike. Two down, nobody on. Last half of the third. Steps in on the mound again. Starts the old wind up for the next pitch. Here it is. And a ground ball going out to right. And Herman makes a nice stop. Out at first. Herman to Collins. For the third out, retiring the side. A nice play by Billy Herman. The results there in the last half of the third show no runs, no hits, and no errors. Billy Herman's play on that ball was very nice indeed. He took the grounder, which Gary hit, past the grass at the edge of the outfield, and then threw nicely to Collins to retire Gary. Bill Lee has allowed the Yankees four hits thus far in the ball game, having struck out two of them and allowed no bases on balls. Ruffing has allowed the Cubs three hits, one in the first, none in the second, and two in the third to no avail, and has got two men allowing no bases on balls. And now as we go into the First half of the fourth inning, the Yankees leading the Cubs three to nothing. Your by-play commentator is Bill Dyer of Station WCAU in Philadelphia. Thanks a lot, Mel. And the first batter coming up for the Chicago Cubs will be Joe Marty. And Joe has had six hits out of nine times at the plate in this series. And if he had been playing in the first game, he might have had a chance of breaking Bruce's record for the best average in a series, but now it wouldn't be official anyway because he didn't play in that first game. Joe's up there on the right side. Red Ruffing is out on the mound, and we're just about set to go. Red gets his signal from Bill Dickey. Starts the motion, moves the arm around. Here's the pitch, and it's a fly ball going out into deep center field. It's very deep, but turning out there, it's being caught. <laughs> Boy, for a moment... It looked like that was going to go back in the stands, but Tommy Henrich went back near the wall, approximately 370 feet from home plate, and caught that fly ball for the out. A long, towering fly by Joe Marty, caught by Tommy Henrich in right center field. Brings up the plate Frank Demery, another right-hand batter. Ruffing gets his signal, starts his motion. Here's the pitch. And a ball a little bit low. One ball and no strikes to count. One and none. Frankie keeps that bat moving. Ruffing looks him over, starts his motion. Here's the pitch. And a ball outside. Two balls and no strikes. Two and none the count. One down. Red Ruffing comes up with the arm, brings that round. Here's the pitch. And it's high, very high for ball three. Three and none. Frank Demery at the plate. Red Ruffing gets his signal, starts his wind-up. Here she is. Strike this time. He put it right down the middle. Frankie got to go by. Three balls and a strike. One away. Three and one. Here's the next pitch. And this time it's way outside for ball four. Ball four and Frank Demery gets a walk. That brings to the plate Ken O'Day, who has replaced manager Gabby Hartnett in the lineup as catcher for the Cubs. 
Gabby decided he wasn't hitting, and so is giving Ken a chance today. Ken's a left-hand batter. Man on first. There's the stretch. Here's the pitch. Ball too low. One ball and no strikes. One away. Frank Demery on first base. Roughing out on the mound, getting set again. Leans forward, throws the weight down on that left foot. Here's the pitch. A little bit inside for ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Two and none, one away. The overcast skies today make a, a fastball a pretty effective pitch. Two balls and no strikes, one away. Ken O'Day up the plate. There's the stretch. He's ready again. The arm back. Here it is. Strike. Ball right down across the knees. One strike and two balls. One away. Red Ruffing gets his signal again. Leans forward. Emery takes his lead. There's the stretch. The arm round. Here it is. Ball outside. Three and one. Three balls and one strike. One down. And moves in there again. Ruffing still has the glove off. Now he's set. Leaning forward. Gets his signal from Bill Dickey. There's the stretch. And here she comes. Ball inside. Ball four. And he walks. The second walk in a row given out by Red Ruffing. This one went to Ken O'Day. Sends Frank Demery down to second. Demery had also walked. Men on first and second. And Red Ruffing is wild. Brings up to the plate Ripper Collins. And the Ripper has had two hits out of 12 times at the plate. Lou Gehrig came over said something to Red Ruffing, went back to his position at first, we're set now, Demery on second, Cavaday on first, and Rip Collins at the plate. First half of fourth, Yanks leading 3-0. There's Ruffing in the stretch, here it is, and Ripper swings for strike one. He took an all-the-way around swing, ended up facing toward the Cub dugout. One strike, no balls, one away. Ready again, the arm in motion, he draws back, here she is, ball way outside, one ball and one strike, one and one, one away. Ruffing takes his time, doubles the ball for a moment, leans forward, there's the stretch, here it is, and Ripper fouls one back to the screen, strike two, two strikes and a ball on Rip Collins, one away, rips the switch hitter. But he's batting left, of course, against Ruffing, who is a right-hander. One down. Demery takes his lead off second. And O'Day staying right on first. Ruffing's working very slowly now. Massaging another new ball. Now he's ready to go, getting his signal from Bill Dickey. Leans forward. He's in the wind Here's the pitch. And he struck him out. Rip Collins bit on a very high inside fastball. The high hard one. Inside and Rip swung, missed it. That brings up Bill Jurgis. Bill's had one hit in the series out of ten times up. Two away now. Two men on. First half of the fourth. Jurgis bats on the right side. 
Roughing goes in the stretch. Here it is. Ball high. One ball and no strikes. One end on the count. Manager Gabby Hartnett is standing down on the very end of the dugout, watching everything very intently. One ball, no strikes, two away on the batter, Bill Jurgis. Roughing set again. There's a stretch. Here it is. And he hits a ground ball going down a deep short. There's a thrower by Crossetti to Gordon, and the ball is dropped at second. Here comes a run across the plate. The ball's finally recovered. Demery scored. Ken O'Day went into third base, and Jurgis is on first. It was a ground ball hit that time by Bill Jurgis down the deep short. Crossetti picked it up, threw the ball fast down to Gordon, trying for the force play, and the ball was dropped. I believe the error will go to Gordon, although we're going to check officially because Corsetti's throw was not the finest that time. And we're going to have a pinch hitter. Augie Galan is going to pinch hit. Augie Galan, another switch hitter who will bat left, is coming in to pinch hit for Bill Lee. Now the picture at the moment, one run across. Man on third to man on first from the score now. Yankees three and the Cubs one. Yankees three and the Cubs one. The error on that last play went to Gordon. Here's the pitch and Galan swings. Strike one. One strike and no balls to count. If you're keeping score, charge that error to Joe Gordon. Dropping the throw from Frankie Crossetti on the last play. Two away. There's the stretch. The arm comes around. Here it is. And a ball outside. One and one. Two away. O'Day on third. Jurgis on first. Augie Galan pinch hitting for Bill Lee. We can't see who's warming up in the Cub bullpen because it's way around the corner. There's the stretch. Here it is. And he swung for strike two. He's putting everything in those swings. Two strikes, one ball, two away. Two strikes and a ball, two down. O'Day has his lead off third. Ruffing takes his time. Goes in the stretch. Brings the arm around. Here it is. And he struck him out. Another inside high fastball, and Augie Galan pinch hitting for Bill Lee, struck out to end the Cubs half of the fourth, and the totals in that half of the inning show for the Cubs, one run on no hits, one error. Manager Gabby Hartnett was forced to make a tough decision in that inning. With his team behind three to one and the tying runs on the bases, it was Bill Lee's turn to bat, and of course Bill being a weak hitter, Gabby had to take a chance and sending in a pinch hitter who might have a better chance of coming through with a safe blow and perhaps tying up this ball game. At the same time, it meant that he had to take T, one of his best moundsmen, out of the box this early in the ball game. So we'll have a new pitcher. Don't know just who it is as yet. We'll check on it officially. And as we go into the last half of the fourth inning, the Yanks are leading the Cubs three to one. 
The Cubs, incidentally, gave the Yanks a dose of their own medicine, so to speak, in that inning when they took advantage of some of the breaks of the ball game, breaks which they've had too few of in their favor throughout the series. Ruffing lost his control temporarily, walking two men, the only two he's walked in the ball game, and then Jurgis came up to plate, hit a grounder to Cassetti, who threw to Gordon, attempting to force O'Day at that base. But Gordon dropped the ball, it rolled away from him, and Demery, who was on second, continued rounding third, came on home with the Cubs' run. All right, old Charlie Root is going out there on the mound for the Chicago Cubs. Charlie, the veteran, many a year's campaign with the Cubs, has been in three World Series, but has been practically unsuccessful as far as victories are concerned. Hasn't been effective in World Series competition. You'll remember it was Charlie Root who happened to be the unfortunate gentleman back there in Philadelphia in 1929 when they started that 10-run rally. It was Root who was in there when it got underway, when Hack Wilson lost the ball in the sun. All right, the batter is Bill Dickey, and here we go. Here's the pitch by Charlie. Ball outside. One ball and no strikes. The count. Yanks three and the Cubs one in the last half of the fourth inning. Charlie Root starts his motion. Here it is. Ball outside. Two balls and no strikes. Two and none. Umpire Cal Hubbard is examining the ball. Runs his hand over it and gives a new one to Ken O'Day to throw out to Root. Umpire Charlie Moran is at first, the National League. Luke Coles, the American League at second. And Ziggy Sears, the National League at third. Root starts his motion. Here it is. And it's a foul ball. Curving. Here comes O'Day back. It's beyond him. He can't reach it down in the lower stand. Just to the right of home plate for strike one. Two balls and a strike. O'Day puts his harness back on. Bill Dickey talks to Ken for a moment. Dickey's had five hits out of 12 times up during the series. Charlie Root starts his motion. Here it is. And it's a long fly ball, very high, out in the center. Marty's coming in. And Joe Marty makes the catch in right center field for the Chicago Cubs of Dickey's towering fly. One down, brings up Merrill Hogue. Merrill's been up twice in the series. Hasn't had a hit. Got on base on an error in this game. Charlie Root looks him over. Gets set, starts his motion. Here it is. And a ball high and outside. One ball and no strikes. One down. Hope's a right-hand batter. Here's the pitch. And there's a drive right into the hands of Bill Herman at second base. A line drive right into Billy Herman's hands as he was standing a few feet over from second. And that is out number two. Two away brings up Flash Gordon. Joe had a single his first time up. Gives him six hits out of 13 appearances for the series. Charlie Root looks him over. Starts his motion. Here's the pitch. And there's a drive out into left field. It's pretty deep. There goes Emery back. He turns. He's got it right at the wall. Frank. 
Camry. Well, it's not really a wall. Just, well, it's not really a wall. It's just below the stands. He turned and caught it for the final out. And past half of the fourth inning for the New York Lions and no errors. Charlie Root, who relieved Bill Lee for the Cubs on the mound in this inning, is a 39-year-old veteran of the big leagues. He's been pitching Major League ball for 14 years. And incidentally, it was Charlie Root who hurled the Cubs into the National League Championship this year. He won the second game of a doubleheader against the Cardinals on the next to the last day of the season, 10-3, allowing only two scratch hits in the last six innings of that ball game. And now we're going to pause momentarily for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building, Chicago. Back again at Yankee Stadium, getting ready to go into the first half of the fifth inning with the Yankees leading the Cubs 3-1. to one. Stan Hack comes the plate. Stan's had two hits in this ball game out of two appearances. He's had eight hits in the series. Here's the pitch. And it hits the ball out into left field. Hogue comes in, waits for it, and takes it. Merrill Hogue came in, had plenty of time to get under that ball for out number one. One away and Bill Herman coming up. Hack, incidentally, has had more hits than any other player in the series so far. Bill Herman coming up. Bill's had one out of two for the day. Here's the pitch to him, and he wails one down foul into left field. The first pitch was a nice fastball. He stepped into it and slashed it wickedly, but it curved foul in the lower left field stand. Strike one. He's a right-hand batter. Here comes next pitch, a slow ball. It's a ground ball down to Flash Gordon, who picks it up. There's the throw to first. He's out. Gordon over to Gary. Flash had it. It was just a medium uh, hit ball as far as speed was concerned. And Gordon had plenty of time to pick it up and get it over there for out number two. Brings up the plate, Phil Cavaretta. Phil hasn't had a hit today. That's left. Here comes Ruffing's pitch. A slow ball outside. Ball one. One ball and no strike. That looked like one of Dean's slow ones. But it was outside. One ball, no strikes. Here it is. And he swings. Strike. One strike and one ball, two away. Ruffing gets his signal. Brings the arm around position. Here it is. And he bunts it down third baseline. Ross picks it up. There's the throw to first. He beat it out. A beautiful bunt that time. Laid down the third baseline by Phil Cabaretta. Rolf was playing out medium to deep, and by the time Red got in on it, picked it up, it went for a hit. A bunt, successful for a single for Phil Cabaretta. Puts a man on first base and brings up to the plate Joe Marty. Ruffing leans forward in his stretch. The arm around here it is. A slow one and a high pop fly going out. Short stop. Corsetti's under it. Takes it for the final out. Marty lost it a very high one there to Frankie Crossetti, who was under it easily for the final out. And so the totals for the Chicago Cubs in the first half of the fifth inning show one hit, no runs, and no errors. Bill Lee, in the three innings he was on the mound, allowed the Yankees four hits. 
One in the first inning and three in the second, striking out two men and not issuing any passes. Charlie Root is on the mound for the Cubs now, having pitched the last half of the fourth inning and allowing no hits. And so as we go into the last half of the fifth inning, the Yankees come to bat, leaving the Cubs three to one. And Red Ruffing gets a nice hand as he comes toward the plate. Red singled his first time up, and that was the ball that sent Gordon around the third, and then they scored on Corsetti's triple. Ruffing taking a couple of bats. He's a slugger as well as a pitcher. One of the most feared batters in the American League. Bats him from the right side. Stepped up the plate. He's allowed four hits so far in the ball game. Charlie Root out there set now. Touches the peak of his cap. That's his signal from Ken O'Day. Old Charlie takes his time. Here comes the pitch. And a foul ball coming just below our CBS microphone. Strike one. One strike and no ball on Red Ruffing. Yanks leading three to one. Last half of the fifth inning. Root gets his signal again, brings the arm around. Here it is. Strike, a fast ball, beating its way down the center. Red let it go by. Two strikes, no balls. Charlie Root set again. Here comes the pitch. And he hits a high fly ball. Just foul back the plate. O'Day's under it. And Ken takes it. Ken O'Day took that ball just foul by a couple of feet. Back of the plate and a little bit down towards third. One away. That was roughing. Fouling out. Brings up Frankie Crossetti, who had the pull in the second inning. Charlie Root looks him over. Frankie bats on the right side. Here it is. Strike call. Fast one again down the middle. One strike and no balls. One away. Charlie gets set. Comes around in motion. Here it is. And there's a fly ball going out into short right field. Cabaretta is in. Herman's out. Phil Cabaretta made the catch. Herman almost decided to bump into him that time, but just managed in time to see that Phil was waiting for it. Turned, stepped aside, and let Phil take care of it. That's two away and brings up Red Rolfe. Rolfe's had one hit out of two times up to the day and three hits in the series. Here's the pitch. Strike called. Fast one on the outside of the plate. Outside corner. Medium high. One strike and no balls. Two away. Here comes Charlie Root's next pitch. And he hits a foul ball way down there. Hitting the rail along the upper tier of stands close to the right field line. Foul. Two strikes and no balls. Two away on Red Rolf. Root slips his glove on. Gets set again. Charlie starts his motion. Bends forward on the right foot. Here it is. Outside. Ball one. Two strikes and a ball. Two away. signal again. Here's the next pitch. And he swung for strike three. Red Rolf went down swinging as Charlie Root turned in a very nice inning, allowing no hits. Going into the sixth inning, 
of the fourth game of the 1930s. The Yanks leading in games three to nothing. Score of this ball game three to two men through Lodokins. Georgia tallied the ball game in the Georgia's and then came in the one ball. So that's it. Here it is. Right down to Bill Dickey. One ball, a little bit low. One ball. Seven. What they take here comes the pitch. That ball comes in and makes it. One away and take. Popping out to Joe Gordon in short center on the grass. That brings up the plate. Ripper Collins. Rip batting left today against Ruffing. Red starts his motion. Here comes the pitch. And a foul ball up the screen. Strike one. One strike and no balls to count. Two away. Red moves in there on the rubber again. Scratches around. Kicks the dirt a little bit. Throws the weight for it on the right foot. Here comes the pitch. Slow ball too high. Ball one. One ball and one strike, two away. Nobody on. The Yanks leading the Cubs three to one in this fourth game of the World Series at Yankee Stadium. Here's the pitch. And he swung. Strike two. Rip Collins is swinging very hard on those balls. Two strikes and one ball. Ruffing starts the motion. Here it is. Foul ball. Two strikes and a ball, two away. He seems to be giving Rip a lot of high balls on the inside of the plate. Two strikes, one ball, two away. Ruffing, right-hander on the mound. Starts his motion, here's the pitch. And there's a drive going down into right. It's curving foul in the stands. Rip Collins caught a hold of that one solidly. But it went foul of the right field line by a few feet into the lower stands. Two. It was a slow one. Red Ruffin starts his motion again. Here comes the pitch. There's a ground ball going down to Lou Gehrig, who picks it up, gives it to Ruffin, covering the bag. And there's a ground ball down to Lou Gehrig, who picked it up and simply flipped it underhand to Red Ruffin, coming over, making the play for the final out. And so the totals in the last half of the sixth for the Yankees show... No hits, no runs, and no for the Cubs. No hits, no runs, and no errors. Rip Collins was trying to blast one of Ruffing's pitches into those right field stands, 296 feet from home plate. He tried to do the same thing in the fourth inning when the Cubs had two men on base, because if he had been able to turned the trick, it would have tied up the score. Ruffing struck him out in that inning and got him out on the ground of this inning. Maybe if Rip keeps trying, he'll finally be able to put one in there. As we go into the last half, or rather the first half of the... the let me get that straight here now. As we go into the last half of the sixth inning, the Yankees are at bat, leading the Cubs 3-1. to one. Here's Tommy Henrich coming up, left-hand batter. Tommy hasn't hit today. He's had three hits in the series. Out of 14 appearances. Charlie Root looks him over. Here's the pitch. And a strike. Nice fastball on the inside corner of that plate. A little above the waist. One strike. No balls to count. Root starts the motion. Here it is. 
Henrik hits a drive out into right field. It's pretty deep. It's going way out. And there it goes up in the stands for a home run. Tommy Henrich really hit that ball. A drive. It wasn't so high, but it was traveling plenty fast and far. And it disappeared over the head of Tabaretta up in the stands where the writing on the wall reached 344 feet. And the ball went up several rows, so I should say it traveled about 355 to 360 feet. A home run for Tommy Henrich, putting the Yankees now 4-1 to over Chicago. And up to the plate comes Joe DiMaggio. The first pitch into Joe is ball one. Right-hand batter. One ball and no strikes. One ball and no strikes. Here it is. A little bit low. Ball two. Two balls and no strikes. Two and on the count. Charlie Root gets set. Starts his motion. Here's the pitch to Joe. And there's a drive way out. It's curving. Oh, it's going to be foul. That ball went over the Yankee Stadium. Foul. Boy, how he hits them. That one he hit in Chicago, I guess, is still traveling, and that ball went way over the Yankee Stadium somewhere. Foul. Strike one. Two balls and a strike on Joe DiMaggio. Here's the pitch. Outside for a ball three. Three and one in the count. Three balls and one strike. Joe DiMaggio at the plate. Here comes the pitch. And he hits a pop foul ball over near the Cub dugout. Ken O'Day's over. And Ken takes it for the out. Joe DiMaggio fouling out to Ken O'Day. Out number one. That brings up Lou Gehrig. Lou's had three hits out of 12 times up in the series. Has failed to hit in two appearances today. One away. Charlie Root starts his motion. Here's the pitch. And it's a hot, high pop fly. Foul of first. Rip Collins is coming over. And Rip makes the catch for the second out. Lou Gehrig fouled out to Rip Collins. Rip taking the ball just a few feet foul of his first base position. Two away brings up Bill Dickey. Bill hasn't had a hit today. He's had five hits in the series. Four of them the first day when he had five, four for four. His other hit was yesterday and it was a home run. Two down. Charlie Root in motion. Here's the pitch. And there's a hard drive for a hit into right field out past Bill Herman. A single by Bill Dickey into right field past Herman. Hard hit. Two away, a man on first base. Yankees leading the Cubs 4-1. to one, And Merrill Hogue coming to play. Merrill hasn't had a hit in two times today. He's playing in place of George Selkirk, who has a wrenched shoulder. Oh, that's right. Here's the pitch to him. Out. One ball and no strikes. Two away. Ken O'Day crosses home plate, calls a word to Charlie, gives him the ball.
Gives him the ball. Here's the stretch. The arm tied for a ball play. Kerp. Shoulder a couple of times. Shoulder a couple. There's a... And the hand. Two and the left. Ball moved over. First and second. Another hit. Single square within the hit. Gives him one out of... It's very close. At about a foot of... And got their last ball. Two strikes, one bangs the plate. Charlie Root gets his signal, takes his turn. Going into left field, there goes Demery back, and he makes a beautiful catch. Frank Demery made the best catch of the series and crashed into that green railing after the catch. He's limping very badly. He leaped up and caught that ball. Oh, that was a beautiful catch by Frank Demery. The crowd roared on that one. The total... In the last half of the sixth inning, the New York Yankees show three hits and one run, no errors. We're going to pause for a few seconds now for station identification to tell you that this is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Rick Building, Chicago. Frank Demery's sensational catch to retire the Yankee side in this past inning was a lifesaver for the Cubs because that ball was certainly headed for home run territory and would have given the Yanks three more runs. As it is, going into the first half of the seventh inning, the Yankees lead the Cubs four to one. And your play-by-play commentator for the remainder of the ball game is France Locke. Thank you, Mel. And going into the first half of the seventh inning here reminds us that so far in the series that neither team has been able to put over a run in the stretch inning. So we'll see what happens here this afternoon in this fourth game of the series. Bill Dickey just makes his throw down to second base, and Bill Jurgis will be the first man up for Chicago in the first half of the seventh. First half of the seventh inning, Jurgis cutting to be followed by Charlie Root. I will have a pinch hitter in there for Root. And then Stan Hack will be the third hitter. Ruffing's in on the mound. Goes into his windup for the first pitch. Here it is. Strike one called on Jurgis. One strike. Bill Jurgis batting. First man up for Chicago. His third appearance to plate. He hasn't any hit so far. He got on once. That was in the fourth inning when they made an error on his grounder trying to force a man at second. Here's the next pitch. Foul to the right of the plate. And then it counts as two strikes on Jurgis, a new ball tossed into Charlie Ruffy. First half of the seventh inning with the Yanks leading by a score of four to one. Ruffing steps in on the mound. He got his signal from Dickey. Two strikes is the count. Jurgis batting. Ruffing goes into his windup. Here's the pitch, and that's the drive going out to right field. Looks like it's going to be a hit just inside the foul line, and it hops into the stand on the first hop, and I think that's two bases under the ground rule. Two bases for Bill Jurgis. A line drive out to right field. Hit the ground. Hops into the right field stand. Jurgis down on second. And let's see. Tony Larry coming in to bat for Charlie Root. And Tony is getting a tremendous hand. Oh, he was the idol of the fans at the Yankee Stadium for a number of years. A member of the Yankees. Larry batting for Charlie Root. 
That's right-handed. The score is 4-1, to one. Yanks. This is the first half of the seventh. Stan Hack on deck. Ruffing's in on the mound. Here's the pitch. Strike one called on Lazeri. One strike. One strike. Tony Lazeri batting. With Jurgis down on second base. Nobody down as yet. And here's the next pitch. Strike two. He took a cut at it. Two strikes. And Dickey walks out in front of the plate. Tosses the ball back out to Ruffy. Jurgis down on second base. Nobody down. On the count of two strikes on Tony Lazeri. Who is batting in the place of Charlie Ruth. Ruffing is rubbing that ball up a little bit. Then on the mound now to get a signal from Dickey. Glances down at second base. And he's looking again for the signal. Goes into the stretch. And again he glances down to second. Here's the pitch. And it's strike three. Lazeri went down swinging. One down. And that brings up Stan Hack. Van Hack coming up to the plate. He's had two hits out of three trips in this game. Left-handed hitter. Billy Herman on deck. Still have Jurgis down on second base. Ruffing's in on the mound. Here's the pitch. And it's strike one called on Stanley Hack. A fast one on the inside corner. And Hack doesn't seem to like it very well. Steps back for the moment. He's back in there to take his stance again. Ruffing comes in on the mound. Getting a signal now from Dickey. Up goes the arm again. And here's the next pitch, and it's a fly ball going out back of third base. Crossetti and Roth going after it. And Crossetti makes the catch just inside of the foul line for the second out. That's two away, and Billy Herman is up. The first half of the seventh inning with the Yanks leading by a score of 4-1. to one. Bill Jerk is the first man up, doubled to right. On the ball, hits down the right field line, hops into the stand. And then... Lazeri batting for Charlie Root struck out. And Hack sent a little pop fly over in back of third, which was taken care of by Crossetti. So there's two down, a runner on second. Billy Herman batting with Phil Cavaretta on deck. Ruffing still on the mound, getting set for the first pitch to Herman. Here's the pitch, and it's a fly ball. Going out back of third. Crossetti going back after it. He makes the catch for the third out. Retiring the side. The results there in the first half of the seventh inning show no runs, one hit, and no errors. Big Red Ruffing pitched himself out of a hole in that inning as Georges led off with a crashing two-base hit down the right field foul line. And in came Tony Lazari, a former Yank, to pinch hit for Charlie Ruth, the Cub pitcher. And the tremendous round of applause which greeted his ears must have sounded awfully good to him because Tony in these spacious enclosures for many, many years as a Yankee star. With Lazari coming in to pinch hit, it reminded us that the odds are against a pinch hitter. They're always on the spot because they're usually sent in there with men on bases where a hit is needed to score runs. And if they fail to come through, of course, they walk back to the dugout rather shamefaced about the whole thing. Thus far in this game, the Yankees have gotten seven hits off the Cub pitchers. They four off Bill Lee, the starting Cub hurler, one in the first inning and three in the second, and the other three hits came off Charlie Root in the sixth inning. The Cubs' five hits came in the first inning when they received one, two hits in the third, and one in the fifth. That makes four, and of course they got a hit on Jurgis's double here in the seventh. 
And now as we go into the last half of the seventh inning, the Yankees are leading the Cubs 4-1. to one. Last half of the seventh inning, and Vance Page going in to pitch for the Cubs. The score is Yankees four, Chicago one. And Dizzy Dean is getting quite a hand as he trots down to the bullpen. They're down in right field, where he's going down there to warm up. Charlie Ruffing will be the first man up here for the Yanks in the last half of the seventh. Charlie Ruffing batting. That's right-handed. Vance Page is still making his warm-up tosses. There's O'Day's throw down to second base to Billy Herman. And we're all set to go. Ruffing has been up to the plate twice in this game. And he has one hit, cracking out a single in the second inning that drove in the Yankees' first run. Scoring Hogue, who was on base at the time. Crossetti will be the second hitter, followed by Red Rawls. Vance Page is in on the mound. He got his signal from O'Day. Goes into his wind-up. Here's the pitch, and it's strike one. Ruffing swung it. One strike, the last half of the seventh inning. Steps in on the mound. He got his signal again. Page is a right-hander. It's the old wind-up, and here's the next pitch. Ball low, one and one. One and one is the count. And he walks over to the rosin bag. The last half of the seventh, Charlie Ruffing batting. One ball, one strike. Steps in there to get his signal again from O'Day. And here's the next pitch. Outside and high. Ball two. Two balls and one strike. Two balls, one strike on Charlie Ruffing. Two balls, one strike. Page comes in on the mound again. Goes into his windup for the next pitch to Ruffing. And it's a ground ball going down to second. Herman comes up with it. A nice plays out at first. Herman to Collins. That's one down. And that brings up Crossetti. Frank Crossetti, the Yankee shortstop. That's right-handed with Red Rolfe on deck. Fans out in the bleacher section out in center field are tearing up newspapers and little tiny bits and sort of scattering it all over the field out there. Page starts his wind-up. Here's the first pitch to Crossetti. A ground ball going back to Page. Page knocks it down. He recovers. There's a throw out at first. Page to Collins. That's two down. Two down. That was a hard grounder back through the box. He knocks it down. A little trouble locating it at first, but he finally recovered it in time to make the play. Two away. Red Rolf is up. The Yankee third baseman, a left-handed hitter, with Hendrich on deck. Rolf has one hit out of three trips. Page is winding up. Here's the first pitch. Low and outside. Ball one. One ball is a count. Two men down. Nobody on the last half of the seventh. The Yankees leading by a score of four to one. Fourth game of the series. Here's the next pitch. And a ground ball down the first baseline. Collins scoops it up. Races over to the bag, making the put out. Unassisted. For the third out, retiring the side. The results are in the last half of the seventh. Four to one. We were watching Billy Herman playing his second base hit. The sun has come out at this time, casting a shadow over two-thirds of the outfield and the infield, with the left fielder and the center fielder being the only players in the sunlight. The fans out in the bleachers, with nothing much to cheer about, are throwing bits of paper which are caught up by the wind 
and come sailing in all over the field. First half of the eighth inning coming up, and Phil Camaretta will be the first man up for the Cubs. This paper that they're scattering out there in the outfield is now getting all over the infield. The wind is carrying it in there. It's going to make it a little bit bad if they start hitting balls around through there and bits of paper get in a fielder's way when he's trying to catch one. Well, Cabaretta, Marty, and Demery are the first three hitters here for the Cubs in the first half of the eighth inning. Ruffing steps in on the mound. Goes into his windup for the first pitch to Cavaretta. And there goes a drive down the right field line for a hit. And Cavaretta is rounding first base, going on down to second. He pulls up at second base with a double. Phil Cavaretta doubles down the right field line. Cavaretta down on second. That brings up Joe Marty, the Cubs center fielder. That's right-handed. The score at the present time is Yankees 4, Cubs 1. This is the first half of the eighth inning. With Cabaretta down on second base, Marty batting. Ruffing steps in on the mound, rubs the ball up a little bit. He's getting a signal now from Dickey. Up goes the arm. He's all set for the pitch. Here it is. Outside and high. Ball 1. One ball is the count. And there's quite a few fans in the stands that are rooting for the Cubs. Starting to clap hands, get a little excitement off to help the Cubs along on their rally. One ball is a count on Marty. Here's the pitch. Foul back of the plate. Going back to that, and the count is one and one. One ball, one strike. Phil Cavaretta down on second base. Result of a double down the right field line. Nobody down. Frank Demery on deck. Remember the score is Yanks four, Cubs one. And it's the first half of the eighth. Steps in on the mound. Here's the pitch. And another foul to the right of the plate. Chicago Bat Boy caught that one. But as he knocked it down, he didn't catch it. Two strikes and one ball. Another new ball tossed into Red Ruffing. Picks up the rosin bag momentarily. Strolls in on the mound to get his signal from Bill Dickey. Two strikes, one ball is the count. There's a man down on second and nobody out. Ruffing takes his stance. Up goes time, takes a stretch. Here's the pitch, and it's strike three. Marty went down swinging for the initial out. Marty has been sort of a hitting sensation for the Cubs so far in the series. Has gone hitless in four trips to the plate. Frank Demery is the next hitter up there for the Cubs. I just made an announcement on the PA asking the fans not to throw any more paper on the field. Frank Demery batting. Bats right-handed. Still have Cabaretta down on seven. One man down. Ruffing's in on the mound. Here's the pitch. Strike one called on Demery. One strike is the count. Ken O'Day on deck. It's the first half of the eighth inning with the Yankees leading the Cubs by a score of four to one. Ruffing steps in on the mound again. Here's the next pitch and a foul ball coming back to the plate. He just barely tipped that one. Two strikes on Demery. A new ball tossed into Ruffing. Ruffing picks up the rosin bag. Steps in on the mound to get his 
signal from Bill Dickey. Takes his stance now. Goes into his stretch for the pitch. Cabaretta down on second. Here it is. And a ground ball. Going down to Gordon. Gordon scoops it up. He's out at first. Gordon to Gehrig with, with Cabaretta moving over to third. And Ken O'Day is up. Two down. Ken O'Day batting. The Chicago catcher, a left-handed hitter. Ken O'Day batting. Calling time for a moment. We'll get some newspapers off of the infield here that Charlie Ruffing is also running down a few. This is the first half of the eighth. There's two down. Cavaretta on third base. And Ken O'Day is up. Ruffing steps in there. He goes into his windup for the initial pitch to O'Day. Outside and high. Ball one. One ball is a count. Rip Collins on deck. The first half of the eighth inning. Ruffing steps in there to get his signal again from Dickey. Starts the old windup again for the next pitch. And a foul back against the screen, making the count read one and one. One ball and one strike, and another new ball is tossed in. One and one. Ruffing rubs that, that new ball up, strolls in on the mound after picking up the rosin bag. Count is one and one. With two down. Starts his wind up again for the next pitch to O'Day. Here it comes, and it's strike two. He swung at it. Two strikes and one ball. Two strikes, one ball is a count on Ken O'Day. The first half of the eighth inning with two down. Cabaretta on third base. Cabaretta opened the inning with a double. He's moved over to third. There's the pitch and another foul to the left of the plate. Count remains the same. Two strikes, one ball. Another new ball is tossed into roughing. The first half of the eighth inning, the Yankees leading by a score of four to one. Yanks put over three runs in the second inning on three hits and an error. And the sixth inning scored one. One Henrich sent a liner into the right field stands for a home run. The Cubs put over their one run in the fourth inning on two walks and an error. Ruffing steps in on the mound to get his signal again. Two strikes, one ball is a count. Ken O'Day batting. Rip Collins on deck. Ruffing goes into his wind up to the pitch. Ball, the pitch was high, two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Two and two is the count. This is the first half of the eighth. Steps in on the mound to get his signal again. Starts his wind up to the next pitch. Here it comes. And there goes the drive going out to right field. Looks like it's in there for a homer. It is in there. General Day hits one into the right field pavilion for a home run. Scoring behind Cavaretta. O'Day. 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 Right field time for it. That brings up Rip Collins, the Chicago first baseman, a switch hitter, batting left-handed against Ruffing. Collins, fourth appearance at the plate. He hasn't any hits so far this afternoon. Score is now four to three. Favor the Yanks. Ruffing starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch. And there's a fly ball going out to center field. DiMaggio moves over. He's under it, and he takes it for the third out, retiring the side. The results there in the first half of the eighth show two runs, two hits, and no errors. 
The Yankee fans found something. The Yankee fans found something. The Yankee fans found something. Jerry R. Bill Cavaretto, who had led off in that inning with a double, to make the score Yankees four, Cubs three. That's the kind of fans they have here in New York. Team winner, and very often start that tempo applause, which helps, so they think, to generate, uh, but they think, to generate rally. Oh, days by the Cubs in the second. Some just to the left. I feel four foot to the fifth. Yankee. And now as we go into the lineup, I'm For the moment, he's in on the mound now, getting a signal from O'Day. One and one. The last half of the eighth inning strikes his wind up, and here's the next pitch. Wide ball two. Two balls and one strike. Two balls, one strike. Tom Henrich batting. Henrich has had one hit out of three trips, and one hit being a homer. Here's the next pitch. Ball three outside and high. Three and one. Three and one is the count on Henrich. Three balls, one strike. Page steps in on the mound, goes into his windup. Strike two, call, three and two. Three and two. Henrich didn't like that one. He'd already tossed his bat back to the dugout and started down first base. Three and two. This is the one that tells the story. Page steps in there. Goes into his windup for the pitch. Here it comes. And a foul ball back against the net. Still three and two on Henrich. Joe DiMaggio on deck. The new ball goes in. Ken O'Day steps out in front of the plate, rubs the gloss off the ball, tosses it out to Page, who continues to do a little rubbing and then picks up the rosin bag before taking his position on the mound. Comes in on the rubber to get his signal from O'Day. Three and two. Something should happen this time one way or another. Starts his windup. Here's the pitch, and it's a fly ball. Going out to center field, Marty comes in. He's under it, and he takes it for the initial out. Henrich out on the fly to Marty in center field. That brings up Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio is up, the Yankee center fielder, a right-handed hitter. And Joe is getting a little reverse cheering there from some of the fans. That's right-handed. Page starts his wind-up. Here's the pitch. High. Ball one. One ball is the count. One man down. Lou Gehrig on deck. Page starts the old wind-up again. And here's the next pitch. Strike. Call. One and one. One ball and one strike. One and one. In the last half of the eighth inning with one man down. Nobody on. Score Yankees four. Cubs three. Starts his wind-up again. Here's the next pitch. Ball two inside. Two balls, one strike. Two balls and one strike. With one man down. Page comes in on the mound. Winding up now for the next pitch to Joe DiMaggio. Here it is, and he swung at that one. Curve ball. Count is two and two. 
Two balls, two strikes. Steps in on the mound. Goes into his windup for the next pitch. And a foul ball coming back against the booths up there. For a moment, thought it was going to get in there. Two and two. Another new ball is tossed into Vance Page. This is the last half of the eighth. There's one man down. And the count two and two on Joe DiMaggio, who is batting. With Lou Gary gone deck. The hits for the two teams are even up. Seven. Page comes in on the mound again. He got his signal. Starts his wind up for the pitch. And there's a drive going out to left field for a hit. And DiMaggio is on first base. DiMaggio gets a single out to left field. His first hit of the game. And Lou Gehrig is up. Lou Gehrig is up. The Yankee first baseman. He's been hitless so far in this game. Bill Dickey on deck. Gehrig batting with DiMaggio on first base. One man down. Steps in on the mound. Here's the pitch. Ball one outside. One ball is the count. Lou Gehrig batting. In the last half of the eighth, the Yanks leading the Cubs by a score of four to three. Page steps in on the mound. He got his signal. Here's the pitch. And a drive going out to right field for a hit. And DiMaggio moves around to third. A line drive past Rip Collins. DiMaggio on third. Runners on first and third, one down, and Bill Dickey is up. Bill Dickey batting, and a little conference on there for the moment between Herman and Page. Just a moment, we'll see. I think they're going to bring in... Will be the boy to come in right now because you've got Bill Dickey batting a left-handed hitter. Free French has been in two games as a relief pitcher, and the fans out. I believe it's French that a left-hander is up. That's for the Cubs in the series. So far, French has got a pull in there as a relief pitcher. They've only scored one run while he was in doing relief duty, and that was a home run yesterday. French coming in, just making the announcement on the PA. That's the fourth pitcher in this game for the Cubs. They started out with Bill Lee. Then Charlie Root, Vance Page, and now Larry French. And they have Dizzy Dean, I believe it is, and Jack Russell still warming up down in the bullpen. We're more or less guessing at that because they're out of sight, but they're the two pitchers that we noticed a little while ago going down to the bullpen. The conference is still on out there between French, Hartnett, and Billy Herman. And while we're waiting here, we have time for station identification. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is the WBBM Air Theater, Wrigley Building.
We're back at the Yankee Stadium. Larry French is taking his warm-up tosses now with Ken O'Day. The players that were over there in the little conference with him have gone back to their respective positions, and we're just about ready to go. Bill Dickey steps into the batter's box. We've got DiMaggio on third, Gehrig on first base. One man down, Bill Dickey batting with Hogue on deck. French steps in on the mound to get a signal from O'Day. The score is Yanks four, Cubs three. This is the last half of the eighth. There's a throw to first base, but Gary gets back to the bag. DiMaggio was taking a nice lead there, but he scrambled back two and Hack went over to cover the base. French is back in on the mound getting set. Here's the pitch. Ball was low. One ball is a count. Bill Dickey batting. The last half Gary gone first base for the pitch. It's back from that pitch. The count is two balls and no strikes. O'Day stepped out in front of the plate, tossed the ball. French steps it up. Two balls, no strikes. Gary. Ball three. Look, three balls. Sit on the mound again. Up goes the arm. Three and nothing. Picked up down three and nothing. Took a cut at it. Three on first and third. One man down. French steps in there to get his signal for the next end. Set for the delivery. Here it All set for the delivery. Here it comes. Took it. Three. Score on third. The Yanks leading by score on third. The Yanks leading three and three. Four to three. It's the last half. Deliver and pass. Doesn't grab that one. Three and two. And another new ball is tossed in. Going around the Chicago infield. Back into French. He's rubbing it up a little bit. Looks over at the bench, evidently to get some instructions. Then he strolls up on the mound. Three balls, two strikes. Still have Gary on first base, DiMaggio on third. French is getting a signal now from O'Day. Up goes the arm again, getting set for the next pitch to Dickey. Here it comes. And it's a fly ball, a pop fly, going out to short. Jurgis comes in. And he takes it for the out, holding both runners on their respective bases. And Hogue is up. Hogue is up. Just a moment. Uh, I believe they're going to call in another pitcher. Blazers are going to call in another pitcher. I think we caught the signal there from Gabby Hartman, manager of the Cubs. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised but what Dizzy Dean will be coming in. Hartnett's going out there to talk to French. French had started over to the dugout. And he's back there now talking with French, O'Day, and Billy Herman. And Dizzy Dean, I believe, will be called in. However, he hasn't put in his appearance as yet from the bullpen. Clear down the right field line. It's about 60 or 70 feet, it looks like, in from the foul line. And then they go back underneath where they warm up. That's who it is. Dizzy Dean just now crawling over the fence down the right field line and coming in. For the cup. It'll be the fifth pitcher in this ball game this afternoon. The Cubs are 
shooting the works this afternoon, trying to win this game to stay on the series. Dizzy Dean worked the... Wait just a moment. No, I believe it's Tex Carlton coming in. Tex Carlton instead of Dean. After all of the cheering and everything, it's Tex Carlton coming in for the cup. Dean is still down there in the bullpen. Tex Carlton coming in for the Cubs. A right-hander. The sidearm curveball. Carlton, number 16, now pitching for Chicago. And the first man to face him will be Holt. Still have Gary gone first base, DiMaggio on third. Practically everyone in the stands was fooled on that one, thinking it was Diz crawling over the fence and coming in. As a matter of fact, we didn't know that Carlton was even down on the bullpen because he was over here on the bench just a little while ago, so he down there without us even even getting a chance to notice him. However, we did see Dean and Russell go down a while ago. Carlin making his warm-up tosses. Rather slender, tall, slender pitcher. Been with the Cubs now for about three years, and he's always around the 15-16 game winning class during the campaign. We're just about ready to go. Carlton goes back to the rosin bag, comes in on the mound. Getting a signal now from O'Day. Old batting. Up goes the arm. He's all set. Here's the pitch. Ball one wide. It came very near being a wild pitch. One ball is the count. Old batting with Gordon on deck. Gary gone first base, DiMaggio on third. Carlton steps in on the mound. Here's the pitch. Ball to a wild pitch. Going back to the screen. And that allowed DiMaggio to score. And Gary to move down to second. Tex Carlton uncorked the wild pitch. Allowing DiMaggio to score. And Gary to reach second. Two balls and no strikes. On hold, that makes the score read five to three now in favor of the Yanks. Two balls and no strength. Gary down on second base. And the next one is a drive down the left field line for a hit. And Gary is in with the run. And that's two bases for hold. Hold doubles. Down the left field line, scoring Gary. That's two runs in. Two runs in here in the last half of the eighth, making the score read six to three in favor of the Yanks. And Gordon is up. Joe Gordon is up, the Yankee second baseman. Gordon has had one hit out of three trips. Carlton steps in on the mound. He got his signal. There's the pitch. Ball one. Wide. One ball is the count. Carlton is standing back of the pitcher's mound now, rubbing the ball up. 
Stepton on the mile. Looks like they're going to walk Gordon. Ball two wide. Gordon is now being purposely passed. They got a chance at roughing it. Ball three wide. Ruffing, who will be the next hitter, has had one hit out of three trips. Here's the next pitch wide. Ball four. And Gordon has purposely passed. Charlie Ruffing is up. The Yanks are leading now by a score of six to three. Charlie Ruffing coming in the bat with Frank Crossetti on deck. Hope down on second base. Gordon on first base. And two down. Carlton steps in on the mound. Here's the pitch. Strike one called. One strike on Charlie Ruffing. Steps in on the mound again. Getting a signal from O'Day. Looks down at second. Here's the next pitch. Strike two. Another one called. Two strikes is the count on Charlie Ruffing. Steps in on the mound. All set. And here's the next pitch. Ball one. Wide. Two strikes. One ball. Runners on first and second and two down. The last half of the eighth inning. Score is now Yanks six. Cubs three. Carlton steps in on the mound. Here's the pitch. Ball outside and low. And there goes a man going down to third. And the throw hit in the dirt. Hack made a nice stop. It's a stolen base for Hogue. is two and two. Two strikes, two balls, runners on first and third. Carlton steps in on the mound. Here's the pitch, and it's a foul ball going back into the stands. The count remains the same. Two balls, two strikes. Carlton picks up the rosin bag. Then on the mound, getting set. Up goes the arm. There's the pitch. And it's a foul ball. Coming back to the plate. Up against the net. And the count is two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Another one tossed in. Charlie roughing batting. Gordon is on first base. Hogue is on third. The Yanks have scored two runs here in the last half of the eighth on three hits. Carlton's on the rubber, getting a signal from O'Day. Two balls, two strikes on Charlie Ruffing. It's all set. Here's the pitch. Gordon starts down. Wide ball. And O'Day fake like he's going to throw down to second and turn. And didn't throw to second or third. A stolen base for Gordon. Gordon moved on down to second. Runners on second and third, and the count is three and two on Charlie Ruffing. Three and two. Hogue is taking a big lead. Winding up to the pitch. Here it is. And a foul ball coming back into the stand. The count remains the same. Gordon down on second. Hogue is on third base. Two down. That's the last half of the eighth. Score six to three, favor the Yanks. Carlton gets a new ball that was tossed in. He picks up the rosin bag, comes in on the mound. He got his signal again. 
Selling the signal now. Goes into his wind out of the pitch. Here it comes. And it's another foul ball going into the stands over back of the Chicago dugout. Still three and two on Charlie Ruffing. On Charlie Ruffing. Folks double down the left beep. His second hit, sixth inning. Carlton starts his wind up. Ball four. Outside. And Ruffing walks. Charlie Ruffing walks, filling the bases. And I'm afraid that's going to be another pitcher in for Chicago. Just a moment. They're motioning to the bullpen. One other pitcher. Let's see who's coming in next time. We're going to find out definitely this time who it is before we start. That's who it is this time. Izzy Dean coming in from the bullpen. Izzy Dean coming in. And there's two down and the base is loaded. Ruffing is on first base. Gordon is down on second. And Hogue is on third. And when they announce Dean now pitching, he gets a tremendous hand from the New York fans. I mean, Diz is really getting a hand. Well, we'll see now what Dean's nothing ball will do here. He's out on the mound now, starting to warm up with O'Day. The bases are loaded. Two down. Dean's still warming up. Frank Crossetti will be the man to face him. And Crossetti, by the way, was the boy that gave him the most trouble over in Chicago at Wrigley Field in the second game of the series, hitting a couple fly balls up against the left field fence, and then finally in the eighth inning, hitting one into the stands for Homer. The bases are loaded, two down. Dean's still warming up. Rip Collins and Billy Herman are both in talking with Dean. Now they're going back to their respective position. And I think we're just about ready to go. Dean is going to take one or two more tosses here. The last half of the eighth, we're all set to go. Frank Crossetti steps into the batter's box. The base is loaded. Two down. Red Roth on deck. Olga's on third base. Gordon down on second. Nothing on first. With two men out. Dean steps in on the mound, gets his signal from O'Day, goes into his wind-up, here's the pitch, and it's ball one high. One ball is the count. Cross Eddie batting. The last half of the eighth inning. Start the old wind-up again. Here's the next pitch, and it's a fly ball. Going out to left center. And it's called for a hit out there between Marty and Demery. And two more runs are in. That one falls for a hit, a double off the left center. Scoring, Hogue and Gordon. Ruffing, moving around to third. 
And Cross Elias down on second. That makes the score read eight to three in favor of the Yanks. And Red Rolf is up. Red Rolf batting. Hendrick on deck. Dean's in on the mound. Here's the pitch. Outside and high. Ball one. One ball is a count. Stepson on the mound. Starts his wind up again. Here's the next pitch. Strike call. One and one. On Rolf. One ball and one, one strike. Cross Eddie down on second. Roughing on third. Here's the next pitch. Wide ball two. Two balls and one strike. Two balls and one strike. The Yanks have scored four runs here. And the eighth. There's the next drive. Foul ball going into the stands down the right field line. And the count is now two and two. Two balls, two strikes. A new ball is tossed into Dean. Two and two. Red Rolf batting. Dean steps in there to get his signal again from O'Day. Two balls, two strikes. Starts his wind up for the pitch. And the drive going down to Collins first base. On a third out. Retiring the side. The results are in the last half of the eighth show four runs, four hits, and no errors. Well, the New York Yankees just about settled the issue this inning. Their four runs giving them a lead of eight to three as we go into the first half of the ninth inning with the Cubs at bat. Billy Joe Jurgis, Vance Page, and Stan Hack. Well, the boys are scheduled to come up to the plate, but we'll see some pinch hitters. As a matter of fact, Page is out of the game when manager Gabby Hartnett juggled his pitchers, sending in three relief men during that long inning, the longest inning of the series thus far. We'll have to wait for official announcements to find out who are going to be the pinch hitters. But it looks like curtains for the Cubs as they take their last turn at the plate in the ninth inning, trailing the Yankees by a score of 8-3. to three. First half of the ninth inning, and Jurgis will be the first man up for the Cubs. And Dizzy Dean is scheduled to be the second hitter, with Stan Hack the third man. This was a close ball game there up until the last half of the eighth. And the Yankees put over four runs to pull away out in front. The score is now eight to three. There goes Dickey's throw down to second base. We're just about ready to go with Bill Jurgis, the first man up. Jurgis has had one hit, getting a double in the seventh inning. He's been on twice. He got on on an error in the fourth inning. That's right-handed. Ruffing comes in on the mound. Carl Reynolds will probably be the pinch hitter for Dean. Here's the pitch. Oh, ball one. One ball is the count. Jurgis batting. Right-handed hitter. First half of the ninth, Ruffing's in on the mound, starts his wind-up, here's the pitch, strike call, one and one, one ball and one strike. One ball and one strike, Ruffing starts the old wind-up again, here's the next pitch, and it's a foul ball, going over to the right of the plate, going over after it, but Gary tried to reach into the box after it, it went into the stands, and they counted two strikes and one ball. I was just beyond the Chicago dugout on the first base side. 
Two strikes, one ball, a new ball was tossed into Charlie Ruffing. We're in the first half of the ninth inning. Ruffing goes back to the rosin bag for the moment. Picks up the rosin bag, comes in on the mound. He got his signal from Bill Dickey for the next pitch to Bill Jurgen. Two strikes, one ball. Steps in on the mound, starts his wind-up for the pitch. Here it comes. Ball outside. Two and two. Two and two. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Two and two. First half of the ninth inning. Steps in on the mound again. Goes into his wind-up for the next pitch. And there goes the drive going out to right center for a hit. And Jurgis is on first base with a single. Jurgis gets a single to right center. And Carl Reynolds coming in to bat for Dizzy Dean. And center field going out to Joe Mozan and out on the first pitch. On the comes in on the three and getting center. One ball, one first base. And on the mound again. This is the first half of the ninth. There's two down. There's the pitch. Strike one called. One strike on Billy Herman. Bill Cavaretta on deck. Dropping steps in there again, getting set. And a foul going into the stands, the upper tier to the right of the plate. And the count is two strikes on Billy Herman. New ball is tossed into roughing. There's two down. Pack is on first base. This is the first half of the ninth inning. Ruffing steps in on the mound. He goes into his stretch. He's all set for the pitch. Here it comes. Ball outside. Two strikes and one ball. Two strikes. One ball is the count. The first half of the ninth inning. Ruffing steps in there again. He got a signal from Billy, from Dickey rather, for the next pitch to Billy Herman. Here's the pitch. Ball two outside. Two and two. Two balls and two strikes with two down and Stan Hack on first base. And now the paper throwing has started again. Ruffing comes in on the mound. He's rubbing the new ball up a little bit that was tossed into him. Getting set for the next pitch. Here it comes. And a foul ball down the left field line. That one hit. Down below third base, took one hop going right on into the stand. That the ball was foul. The count is two and two, batting. Four and two. Yankees leading. All set. Goes into his stretch and glances over at first base. Here's the pitch. On a foul ball. Coming back to the plate. Up into the upper chair. The count is two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Another new ball tossed in to Charlie Ruffing. Steps in on the rubber. He got his signal again. Two balls, two strikes. Up goes the arm. All set for the pitch. Here it is. And another foul. 
Going to the right of the plate up on top of the stand. Count remains the same two and two. We're in the first half of the ninth inning. Jurgis started this inning off with a single out to center field. Then he was the next man up was Reynolds as a pinch hitter for Dean. Was out on a fly ball to DiMaggio and then Hack forced Jurgis at second. Here's the pitch and a ground ball back to Ruffing. Ruffing grabs the ball. He's out at first. Ruffing to Gehrig. For the third out, retiring the side. The results there in the first half of the ninth inning show no runs, one hit, and no errors. The totals on the game for Chicago, three runs, eight hits, and one error. For the Yankees, eight runs, 11 hits, and one error. This is Franz Locke speaking, and come in, Mel. And so... The world champions for 1938 are the New York Yankees. Champions for the third straight time. First in the annals of baseball. In this fourth, final, and decisive ball game. In the second inning, after two were out, Billy Jurgis threw low to Collins on Hogue's grounder, and Hogue was set on the error. Gordon singled to left, and Ruffing singled to right, scoring Hogue. Crosetti then tripled to left, scoring Gordon and Ruffing, with the three runs of the inning, Ralph ending the inning, grounding out. VintageBaseballReflections.com features a treasure chest of baseball audio. The wonderful thing is the audio isn't a guy like me or a few talking heads reflecting on players, seasons, or teams. It is the actual players from that era, announcers from that era, giving you an uncut, unfiltered, unrecent day stance on what it was like then. These are real-time clips from that era. Now, we encourage you to check out our entire back catalog of baseball audio. And if you like old-time games, and folks, and folks, you are not alone. Join the membership section to enjoy interacting with fans, scoring games with folks just like you, and listening to hundreds of radio broadcasts that were baseball classics. As a special offer to you, type in This Day in Baseball, for a discount just for you. And if you enjoyed the show, hit the plus sign to subscribe, follow us on the socials, and above all, share us with your friends who love baseball history just like you.